on your iPod Nano, on your Zoom, on your Sony Ericsson Walkman, or on your MP3 player. This is Woody and Friends with Jack and Dan. Good morning, good afternoon, and of course a very good evening. This is once again Woody and Friends. A big shout out and an even bigger thank you goes to the wonderful Amy for co-hosting the last one, as well as my dad, of course. Got to get a mention in there. Uh, without further ado, I'm delighted to have Dan back alongside me. Dan, hello, how are you? I've, I've been better, to be honest, Woody. How are you? Yeah, we were just talking um, before, before before recording. You had quite the uh, quite the weekend or quite the day yesterday. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very well to, to answer your question. Perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't expect the listeners to feel sorry for me because it is hangover. So, you know, mm, of course, completely self-inflicted for no real purpose either. So I suppose just chalk it up to... Has anyone ever had a non-self-inflicted hangover? That is true. I mean, I mean, I've done some selfless drinking over the years, but hmm. I think they've they've all been they've all been quite <laughs> self-inflicted so far. So, what's coming up in this episode? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. Once again, we'll be sifting on our way through a handful of topics. We've got a bunch of stories from the past week to get stuck into. Uh, we've got storytelling back for another instalment, and because we haven't had a great deal of time to plan, we've got Bry back for best of luck, mate. Hey, um, right. So, first of all, I need to ask you a question. Has there ever been a time uh, where you've put effort into something for it to all go wrong? Well, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think that pretty much sums up my whole uni so far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it just feels a little bit like bailing out a boat with a fridge-sized hole in the bottom of it. But, you know, <laughs> I, I like to think of uh, trusting the process kind of thing. I think mm. putting effort into things that go wrong is part of the part of the whole learning journey isn't it what about you uh yeah i'll probably say that oh i don't know if i can say the same actually um because pretty much everything that goes wrong for me i've put absolutely zero effort into for example uh, my time at college i did it it was it was a very laid back time let's say anyway so i asked you this because um a frenchman who spent the last eight years painstakingly piecing together 706,900 ma- matchsticks to make a 23.6 foot model of the eiffel tower uh, which was set to beat the current record by two feet uh, however it transpired that the artist richard plowd had used uh, has used the incorrect matchsticks according to guinness who told him the matches must be available commercially and can't be cut disassembled or changed beyond recognition and as a result guinness refused to see his model so imagine putting all the work in for that. Eight years. I don't know how he's been manufacturing his own matchsticks for this. It's very strange. I mean, mm. you've got to give it, give him the record for the commitment, to be honest. I bet he's yeah. the largest solo matchstick manufacturer out there. Yeah, and the fact that sure. he's he's got eight years to spare in order to put together 706,900 matchsticks to make a 23.6-foot model of the Eiffel Tower. Well, I mean, there's, there's not much going on in France. I think they're either striking or protesting. So, they've, you know, they've got plenty of time to to put together some uh, Eiffel Tower models. I wonder what else people have tried to model in, in France in yeah. their spare time. They should try and model a good government. That would be... Trying Ooh, not, not to get too very political. controversial. Yeah, let's not get too political. We're four minutes in, Dan. Come on. Four, <laughs> yeah, I'm just not... keeping up the trend of slander <laughs> and the nationality. On my feet. Oh yeah, it seems seems to be every single week at the moment, isn't it? A nationality or a or a line of work or something. Yeah, a job's a job. A nationality is also a nationality. So you know exactly. And another story I've got here, Dan. What's the hungriest you've ever been? So this is another uni-related statement to me. I think it's just as a university student post-COVID and the cost of living crisis. I think I'm just always the hungriest I've ever been, to be honest. <laughs> but I've, I have had some times where I've you know, basically lost consciousness because I'm, I'm just so oh, well. hungry. What about you? So I, I'm i not one to um, get like 
mad hungry. I occasionally get the hungriness where I feel like I'm going to throw up um, because I've not got anything in my belly apart from water. Um, but there's, do you ever get hangry? Like you get frustrated when, when you're hungry, basically. Well, I personally would say no, but everyone around me would say yes. I'm absolutely infamous for being hangry. I just kind of start disassociating. I just get really really angry but yeah it's 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 less angry and more just sulky i think i think a lot of people could relate relate to that to be honest oh yeah absolutely it's it's like when i'm um meeting for example with a group of friends for for dinner um and you know they're, they're either taking their time to arrive or they're deliberating booking a later table all i want to do is just eat I, I'm, I'm not fussed about how late it is i just want to sit down and gobble something up you've definitely got to pre-game the dinner with an a, 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 like a sub dinner be honest that's my strategy <laughs> and it's it's yeah. i'll i'll spend the whole time of the meeting up not talking and being hangry until the food comes and then that's yeah. like mo- most of the meeting up going so you know mm. and when people order starters and i'm just there for a main it's just yeah cherry what's, on a, top. what's a good sub dinner for you in that case i think a good sub dinner must be that's a good question actually probably like i'd say instant noodles are a good shout but you've got to have like a small packet though like not not your like premium like Shin Ramen, other other ramen <laughs> brands are available, but you've got to have like a like a a small like Maggie noodle style kind of thing, like Tesco Tesco Zone or something, just to keep you yeah going, yeah just with. something to fill the void or or you know a big glass of water sometimes works as well if if you're really in a pinch. But that's yeah, um, or or just just down a few pints on an empty stomach, which is always a good idea. I promise that is true. I, I was practicing that technique last night and that <laughs> very well. As you can hear by the, the shaking in my voice. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Okay, so the reason I asked what the hungriest you've ever been um, is because I have a story. Keaton Pearson, known for his affinity for dairy products, was back in court for stealing 22 tubs of Lurpak butter valued at £95 from a Tesco store despite being on a suspended prison sentence for a similar cheese theft incident. Pearson's previous offence involved taking cheese from Heron Foods, where he grappled with a manager before leaving empty-handed and later returning to apologise. Despite the suspended sentence looming over him, Pearson entered the Tesco store in Houghton Le Spring, where he was already banned, and brazenly placed the butter packs into his bag before leaving without payment. With a criminal history boasting 71 previous convictions, uh, Pearson, Pearson pleaded guilty to theft. <laughs> It's great. This, this is just like a tongue twister, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, Pearson's recurring punch, punch shot. Uh, sorry, I was talking. Pearson's recurring push up, push up. Think. For dairy theft, coupled with his history of criminal behaviour, led to a swift and direct sentencing by the court, reflecting a pattern of disregard for the law and the consequences of his actions. I mean, fair play to him. I, it's, it's ballsy enough to still. Um, however much cheese uh, from a supermarket and then go back and try it with butter. Bro is lost in the cheese sauce. I mean, in this economy, though, can you blame him? No. Lurpak is... Like, in, in so many Tesco's now, I've seen they've put the Lurpak in, like, the security boxes. It's actually crazy. Yeah. You know, cheese is a necessity like, and mad. so is butter. You know, if, 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 you, if you see someone stealing cheese or butter, no, you didn't. Exactly. It's like the whole, um, you know, the whole baby formula yeah. argument. But if I was Pearson or whatever his name was... <laughs> I would, I would, I would indulge my demons. If you know, if he's still in Lurpak, he's not doing any damage to anyone. Really, is he? No, so, of course. Can't blame, can't blame of course. Okay, so I want to get onto some topics now, um, and I threw these together literally a day, before, not even twenty four hours before recording. So I'm pretty pleased with what I've got. So first of all, would you rather have a song you hate as a personal theme song that plays every time you enter a room, uh, or have a laughter track play after everything you say? 
I think I've got a question to ask about this first. Hmm. You know the laughter track, right? Would yeah. everyone be able to hear that? Yeah. Well, you know, every, after everything I say, people always laugh anyway, so you know, it wouldn't go noticed. But I think... <laughs> I think the the first I've just one proved would... that, haven't I? Just proved against yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a bit awkward. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the personal theme song's got to be the, the choice for me. I think it would be a bit. I'm imagining a situation where you're trying to be quiet and you know stealthy, maybe trying to get away from someone who's trying to kill you, and you, you enter the room and your personal <laughs> theme song. I think they, there's a lot of um, comedic applications for that. But which one would you rather? Um, well, like, like you say, if you were being, if I was being chased by someone. I, I don't know what is worse, really. Probably a personal theme song, um, even if it's a song I hate or a song I like for that matter. I'm still getting killed. Um, but the same as, you know, if you're, if you're on the run from someone and, like, it, it, it doesn't even have to be after you say anything funny. It can literally just be when you say hi to someone. So imagine yeah. that you're, oh, God, they're going to get me. And then you kind of enter a room, oh, hi. And then, you know, a last track that everyone can hear is audible. And that's you done for. Um, so I probably would say... Hmm. I'd have to go for the last track, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Personally. I think the funny thing about when you hear people talk about questions like this is they'll always default to some kind of like, if I was being chased or if I yeah. was going to be murdered. But how often does that happen in life that it would be that much of a... Oh, several times for me today. ...an inconvenience. <laughs> well, to be fair, I understand struggle. it after you uh, microwave and fish in the work office. I yeah. would probably, you know, be chasing you down too. It's not a time I look back on fondly, I, I, do, I can assure you. Um... Would you rather have to eat every meal with chopsticks made of cooked spaghetti or cutlery made of rubber bands? This is a difficult one because I think the cutlery made of rubber bands, that could to some degree work. But, you know, rubber bands have that like smell, don't they? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I just don't think that would be very appealing. I think it would put me off. But then again, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, the chopsticks because I just have faith in a very al dente level of cooked spaghetti. Okay, and what what if the spaghetti was cooked to the point of like it going really floppy? The fact that it all kind of like slide through your teeth if you're eating it, not like al dente. I'm gonna have to say still the spaghetti because I just think that would help my diet out, wouldn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. What about you? Yeah, um, I did when I was putting this one together. I didn't think of the the rubber band smell, which is a very good point. I mean, if if I had to eat either, so if I was faced with eating every meal with chopsticks made of cooked spaghetti. Uh, or happen to eat it with rubber band cutlery, I'd probably just, like, use my hands. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't realise that was an option. <laughs> it's not, but I'd, But how can you force someone to use cutlery? Exactly. Or chopsticks? Uh, you can't. We've got to have the um, basic white person conversation as well. How good are you at using chopsticks? Not at all. I tried once and threw them across the room. Fair not, enough. Not, I, I don't normally do that in restaurants. I, I, I was, that was a bit of an exaggeration. Throwing um, cutlery everywhere. Th- there's me getting banned from every Chinese restaurant. Or oriental restaurant in existence. Imagine there's like a, a waiter with just two chopsticks sticking out of their chest, like, oh, <laughs> you could have just asked for a fork. Yeah, there's a sign on every Chinese takeaway uh, with a picture of my face on saying, don't grant this man entrance. It's pinned to the door with chopsticks. <laughs> there's a dartboard in there as well with chopsticks I've used as darts. Um, would you rather have to communicate solely through miming or have a voice that changes to a different celebrity impersonation every hour? I'd like to hear your opinion on this one first, I think. Mm. Um, I'd go for the celebrity impersonation, really, because I just think that'd be funny. But then I wouldn't be able to control who that is. So it might be like a really controversial figure, but then it might be a much-loved comedic actor. 
Well, I mean, we've heard your heard your Ian Sterling impersonation. It was pretty good, so I think mm. I think that would do you some kind of comedic favors. Maybe I think it would. It might that might be that might be your uh, the start of your radio career. Yeah, it could be. Um, but then you could also have be like Ian Sterling one hour, and then Adolf Hitler the next. <laughs> wow. Um, well, you know, we've peaked think, early, haven't we? Yeah, we have peaked early. We're. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going. Like, I thought we were at the bottom of the hill earlier when we talked about French people, oh, no. but here we are. What about I you? Think, what I, would you go I for? I think I've got to pick the um, celebrity impersonation. I think, I think that to be honest, as someone who has what could only be considered as like a quasi ADHD, I think I do this anyway. Like, I just think I just end up speaking in celebrity impersonations pretty much all the time, and it, none of them are accurate, none of them are funny. But I think that would. You know, it'd be less frustrating than having to mime everything because, yeah. you know, who who likes mimes? No, of course. Um, so, uh, so I did my Ian Sterling one last time. Um, what's the best celebrity impression you can do? Oh, you know, I don't think I don't think I'm going to embarrass myself by doing it on here. But <laughs> you know, I can I can do quite a, quite a good few ones. I can do. Um, have you ever watched Peaky Blinders? No, but I'm aware of it. I can do Tommy Shelby. Okay. I can do. Well, you're Arthur, from the right part of the do... country, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I just have to pretty much just you know <laughs> deepen my deepen my accent anyway, and then you know we're away. And I can do a very good brogue Northern Irish as well. Well, I think it's okay. very good. My Irish girlfriend does not think that, but <laughs> yeah. <here> well, we <laughs> I mean, she's probably the best judge, so I won't say any more on that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I've also got. Um, let me find it quickly. Every now and again, there is an article about hotels releasing a list of their strangest requests they've got from customers. And this one is from uh, one up your way, uh, Dan. This is from Coventry Travelodge. Uh, I've, got, I've got five um, of the most strangest requests um, that have been made by guests booking in. Coventry Travelodge is the absolute hall of dreams, may I, may I just add. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just sensing a hint of sarcasm. In many there. a uh, many a, an amazing night ended in the Coventry Travel Lodge, definitely. Oh, okay, you you might have made half of these requests. Then you never know. So first one is, uh, can you get me a box of soil from Coventry City's football ground? Wow. Okay. Again, um, asking a receptionist for that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, the level of uh, customer service at Travel Lodge, you know, you, I think you could reasonably expect them to go and get that for you. <laughs> Just kind of like trespass onto the pitch. Exactly. Um, can you look after my goldfish gin and tonic while I attend a wedding? Sorry, are these all from Coventry Travel Lodge? Yeah. Wow. According gin to the and... article. Gin and tonic. Well, that, that's a good, that's some good goldfish names, to be honest. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, how how long are you going to be gone for this wedding that you need someone to look after your goldfish, though? Surely they'll be all right for themselves by the yeah. night. Just chuck a bit of food in and they'll be fine. Exactly. Unless it's you like a... Even... Yeah, there's like long-term food blocks as well, can't you, that dissolve. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe it was, it was one of them weddings um, of certain cultures that go on for like three days or something. I'd just double heard down. Just bring the goldfish with you. Yeah, stick it on the table. Exactly. Yeah. Good conversation starter with uh, people you get exactly. sat with on the table that you don't know. Um, can you place two waving Chinese cats in my room facing the door? <laughs> God, enough some evil spirits or something. Well, I mean, there is probably a lot of evil spirits in Coventry Travel Lodge, that's for sure. I mean, I've never stayed there. But I'm sure I have to take your word for that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you come to visit me, you might you might want to check it yeah, out. Yeah, I might end up there. Yeah. Exactly. I'll do, some, uh, do some research. Um, where it says facing the door as well, it's very precise. Yeah, definitely. Very specific. I wonder what would happen if do you think they'd they'd complain if they were fa- not yeah, facing the door. Of course. Yeah. You've oh, got but... to expect these things. <laughs> yeah. How dare they? 
Another one is, can you teach me how to change a car tire? <laughs> oh, fair enough. I mean, you'd ask a receptionist with this, would you? I hope this isn't in the room, but here we are. You never know. It's <laughs> well, very close I mean, parking. Judging by what you're saying about Coventry Travelodger, I'm sure it wouldn't surprise me if someone had driven a, uh, a car into a second floor room. To be fair, it'd probably make the place look a bit nicer and a bit cleaner. So. Oh god, not definitely staying there then. Stayed in an Ibis over the weekend actually. That was uh, that was top notch. Ibis are a little bit premium, aren't they? Have you mm, been getting? Yeah. Um, have you been hiding away some ad revenue from the podcast that we don't know about? <laughs> no, no. This is uh, all my cold, hard-earned cash. Beautiful. Um, and finally, can I book a room for my Hardy Davidson? <laughs> I mean, at least this person asked. I know. I know yeah. someone. Uh, so in my first year accommodation at university, I heard stories that someone was keeping their motorcycle next to their bed in their room to avoid paying the parking charges. Okay. Which is, you know, it's, it's it's a very strange approach, but if it works, it works. I guess if you've got money to spend, you know, why not splash out in a room for your Harley Davidson? Exactly. Treat it right. You know, there's no, there's no chance of you um, having to pay cleaning fees, really, is there, unless you had a leak? Exactly. Well, I would just pay for a double bed instead and just chuck it in there with you. Yeah, why not? Spoon it. Exactly. Give us some sweet, tender law. <laughs> it's very topical considering uh, Valentine's Day as well. Yeah, exactly. So if, if any of you uh, listeners ride motorcycles, you know where to take them. Come through Travel Lodge. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that for the uh, requests. I mean, I'm sure there's countless others, but those were the best ones that I handpicked for your listening pleasure. We're going to take a quick break, but once we're back, we've got some more of the now mildly famous topics. A game of storytelling, plus Bri joins us again for another round of Best of Luck, mate. This is Woody and Friends with Jack and Dan. Catch you in just a bit. Woody and Friends, sponsored by Supermarket's own brand lager. We're not being paid or anything, but Woody's probably gone to the fridge to get one. Back in a tick. Enjoying the show? Got a funny story you'd like us to cover? Perhaps you'd like to join in with some storytelling, or maybe you just want to send us pictures of your dinner. Reach out, Pod at hotmail.com. Sounds professional, doesn't it? It's like carrying this lot round in your pocket without the need for huge trousers. This is Woody and Friends. You're welcome. Welcome back to part two of this instalment of Woody and Friends with Jack and Dan. In case the past minute or so has slipped your mind, we've got a number of topics. We'll play storytelling and Bri joins us for best of luck, mate, at the end. Okay, um, so it's a very warm welcome back to the pod for storytelling. In case you missed us playing this in the past, it's basically a copy and paste knockoff of the popular TV show Would I Lie to You, but it's better because it's us doing it. Um, Dan, do you want to go first? Okay, so my story this week is... I once asked a random old lady in Lidl if she wanted a kiss. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, first of all, were you under the influence of any alcohol at this point? So, as I explain the story, it will become a, a little bit more clear. But I wasn't under the influence of any alcohol. And this was probably at, you know, 11 o'clock on a, on a Wednesday or something like that. So, but this was only, this was only last week, actually. Oh, so, okay. it's very... Very fresh in my mind. And hers. Yeah, and hers, and hers. Well, the thing is, this lady actually approached me. So that's, it was more of, it was a self-defense mechanism than a, than, you know, I was, was trying to hit on her or anything. (laughs) I have so many questions about that. (laughs) If you were in an uncomfortable position, 
would you offer someone a kiss? Surely that's counterproductive. So the uncom- I was in a very uncomfortable position, but the position that I was in was I was using the self-checkout. So in the Lidl in Falmouth, so there's there's like, you know, you've got your card self-checkouts yeah, and you've got your cash one. ones. Yeah, for some reason they don't have a card and a cash one. They just, you know, they just have a cash one or a card one. And all of the card ones were full. And I went to the, the cash one because it was the only one that was free. And this lady had come to my attention before I'd got to this situation because she'd been, you know, she kind of ran into the store a bit strange. And then she'd she'd gone and collared a worker and got him to go and do loads of price checks and wine oh, or what have you. I don't miss that about retail. One of those, you know, some, a, a busy body. So then I I went to the self-checkout and I'd had my, I had my like, headphones in so I couldn't really hear anything. But I could just see out the corner of my eye. I could just see this lady like, encroaching on me just coming closer and closer and closer and I, I i took the stuff off of the the scanning thing to go put it in my bag and i must have been taking too long for her or something because i could literally hear her huffing and seeing it rolling her eyes and getting closer even over my music so then mm. yeah, that's when i just turned around looked at her and just said do you want to kiss us <laughs> right okay so it was it was a form of sarcasm not that you fancy just approaching uh, an elderly lady perhaps as a bit on the side yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I love my girlfriend very much, and I'm not in the business of um, propositioning old women. So mm. it was, it was more of a sarcastic. I think if she said yes, I would have been a, a little bit more surprised. But she would not have been getting that. You guess. would have entered your Wayne Rooney era. Exactly, exactly. My reverse Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does sound pretty believable, but might not be a true story. You might might have been an old man or something. Um, yeah. I don't discriminate on gender when I no, offer my services. <laughs> um, so, is there any more information you can give me? Or are you going to be cryptic or I mean, if it, secretive? This this lady was... like As soon as I said it, I said it to her and she looked very confused and then I, I walked away and didn't wait for the repercussions. And I think she might have said something back, but I didn't really hear it over my headphones. But I doubt it was yes. Okay, I am going to say for that one... It's true. And you would be correct. That is true. Hey. That did happen to me the other day in Fanflin. <laughs> <laughs> what a place. What a place. You know, yeah. it's, it's like the, the Coventry Shrapnel Lodge of Falmouth. <laughs> the Hall of Dreams. Um, so while we're on this, I'm going to do mine as well. Uh, and see if see if you can guess this one. See if you can guess whether it's true or false. I once witnessed someone holding onto the pole on the boarding platform of a Routemaster bus and run alongside the bus to the next stop. Okay, this this is um, there's a lot to unpack here. Mm. So, as someone who has absolutely no clue what a Routemaster bus is, could you explain explain the, yeah, the so, actual logistics? Yeah, of this so situation? do you know like the old fashioned buses that they had years and years ago? Um, they still have them in some areas of London, and it's got it's basically you can almost board it from the back you can jump onto a little platform and it's got like a pole you can hold onto oh okay yeah the, the ones that kind of would have like a, a little conductor on yeah it yeah that kind of thing that kind of thing um so oh, okay. that's basically what a route master bus is um so this this person was holding onto the pole and was literally running alongside the bus until it got to its next stop so whereabouts was this and how how far was it between stops because i want to know if we've got a you know it the next Kiptum on our cards here. Rest in peace, by the way. Calvin Kiptum died last night. So, mm. um, yeah, rest in peace. It was it was in Islington. I'm not sure the distance between the bus stops at all. 
Um, but I remember I was in the area because I was on the way to watch Arsenal. Okay, so that's a very that's a very woody kind of activity to be getting up to. Yeah, pretty much. Although in the last podcast you did say you don't follow the Prem. I do. I did at the time. So I I follow non-league football mostly, um, but I do through family um, occasionally attend Premier League football matches. Um, Is and there any? Uh, non-league teams that you'd like to shout out or other topics shout out Dulwich Hamlet I am a uh, member of the supporters trust um, I'm down there a lot on uh, the weekends Saturdays and Sundays for the women's teams um, yes yeah, very very lovely club to be a part of if anyone's ever in South London and fancies a welcoming environment uh, do consider checking them out but anyway on to what we're actually talking about <laughs> um, also, so, yeah go on sorry was this was this person they seemed distressed when they were running. Were they doing it easily, or um, it, was, it was fairly easily? They're quite an athletic person. And what do you think the reason was that they didn't just hop on the bus? Um, I think it was just so someone could film them um, for for the likes of Instagram or or like a YouTube prank. Oh, okay. I think I'm ready to make my judgment. To Go be on, honest. Then. I think hit me. If I was, I think I'm going to say this one's false. Right, so it is false, but of sorts. So okay, this with wasn't. The caveat. Yeah, the caveat is, I didn't witness it, but my dad did, and it was one of his friends that was doing that. The legend himself. Yeah. This is the kind of this is the kind of people that your dad hangs around with, and I can I can very well imagine that. Pretty much, this was in his youth as well. So when Route Master buses were more prominent, um, so this this wasn't during my. Uh, lifetime, but it's, it was <laughs> it's quite quite a story. Well, a legend. That that does make a lot of sense. Now you say it. I, I loved your dad's feature on the the last episode as well. That was really cracked me up. Yeah, a lot of people did. He's he's more popular than I am. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Well, oh, I suppose maybe maybe you'll be phased out and it will still be Woody and friends. It'll, be, <laughs> it'll just be him. <laughs> Woody and Woody <laughs> and friends. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's uh, that's storytelling for this episode. I've um, got a few more topics before Bryony joins us for best of luck, mate. Um, so first of all, Dan, would you rather have a train station announce your name every time you enter a station or have your face displayed on all the advertising boards when you're on the train? I'd love to have my name announced every time I came into the train station. It'd be like a, you know, I'd expect like a, um, you know, one of those tunnels of people clapping for you as well. <laughs> great. I'd have to do like a, a run with my arms up into the train station, which, you know, a train station is never a very happy place for me because I have a very, a very. I think I've got like a curse that every train I get on is destined to not reach its destination. Oh, really? Take an extra six hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, on my trains from Coventry to Falmouth, I've had such bad luck. I mean, one of the times. So it's normally about a six-hour journey, maybe five hours forty something like that. Mm. And one time it took me twelve hours because oh my I was God. on the train from Falmouth, and you know, I literally got stranded in Exeter, so I was just roaming around Exeter, you know. <sighs> yeah. And I, I go to Exeter University. But I don't go to that campus, so everyone was just like, "Oh, just go home." You know, you live here. I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> so I was just roaming around, and that was uh, yeah. I just think I'm cursed. Yeah, I had a similar um, issue when I came to uh, Falmouth. I had uh, train tickets to get the train back home, um, but there was actually a train strike on, so I ended up on a National Express coach, which took about eight hours. It's the longest eight oh, hours of my life. Those National Express coaches. I mean. They do some like great savings mm. and everything. Again, other other bus companies are available. Yeah, yeah shout but, out Megabus. You know, yeah, shout out Megabus. I love the bloke <laughs> on the back. That just, just does it for me. 
but I think the savings that you're making with that is just do you do you really want to save like twenty quid and and spend eight hours of your life on a bus? That's <laughs> the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean as as someone who um regularly travels into London for various things, um uh, a regular train user. In fact I've built up quite a good pace um from from running for trains. Um and to be honest, I'd I'd quite like to have um the train station announce me every time I come in. Because oh all right, he's here again. Where's he going now? Dirty stop out. Yeah, I think I think the the only thing is if you had your face on all the advertising boards as well, you could you could really start getting the podcast out there more as well. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. It's just some built-in advertising. I mean, to be fair, you know, the bloke that does all your your announcements, you could get him to be the, the voice for the train station annou- announcements as well. Maybe. Shout out, Jamie. Shout out, Jamie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he listens to the pod, actually. I did send him a link. I'd love to know what Jamie looks like. Do you know what Jamie looks like? I do know what Jamie looks like. He's a very good-looking man. I can imagine. He has he has a very good-looking voice. <laughs> Other men you are know, available. You know what I mean. Other men are available. <laughs> Shout out to... Uh, well, we'd be here all day. If we, if we, <laughs> I, was gonna, I thought you were going to name every man. Yeah. You, you, well, you're worried fair, about this podcast not being long enough. <laughs> every man to me, yeah. We're just we're, we're looking for content now. <laughs> right in if you know a man. <laughs> Yeah, at Woody AF Pod, uh, tweet me, Instagram me, um, and I'll shout out your man. Uh, given the choice, would you have a free bottomless bowl of your favourite dish at every restaurant, but it's always lukewarm? You know what? I'm a sucker for lukewarm food. I think you, I think it just brings the flavours out when they're when they're just slightly cold. So I think you can, like, if you have something that's piping hot, you can't really taste it too much. I don't think. Mm. But I think, let me pose you the question: What is your favourite dish? Um. I right, so off the back of me travelling to London a lot, I've got less money to spend on food when I'm up there. Oh, excuse me. Um, but you right there? Yeah, sorry, I had to burp and a bit of sit came up. Sorry if I've <laughs> oh, triggered anything. Is that your favourite food? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, as as I, I spend a lot of time in Weatherspoons, that's what I'm trying to say. And you you were really skirting around saying that one. Yeah, I was trying to sound more sophisticated. But I I eat a lot of the uh, corn nugget curry, and it Fair is enough. just divine. So I, at the moment, anyway, that is my go-to. And to be honest, Witherspoons is the only eatery I go to um, at the moment. So I would have to go for that as my as my um, meal. But I'm I I can't stand lukewarm food. Really, I would have to chuck it in a microwave. But I don't think they'd let me do that. So yeah, I mean. You know, you've been throwing the cutlery around. Why would they let you near the microwave? Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think they, I don't think they have chopsticks and weather spoons. I think the, yeah. The culture's really applied there <laughs> at all ever. But any culture. Yeah. But given given it's a free bottomless bowl of um, corn nugget curry, or actually, tell a lie, not tell a lie, because I also like this as much. But I just like the corn nuggets with the um, naga chili sauce. That's to die for as Ooh, well. Nice, um, but then I'd probably, I'd probably steer towards going for the corn nugget curry, um, as it's like a full, just uh, you feel full and you feel warm after having it. Uh, personally, anyway, yeah. I mean, people could be listening to this and think it's honking, or the idea of it is honking. To be honest, um, but I think it's I, a I think... very, it's a very um, strange sounding food. It like, does. Do you think? Do you think that's authentic? Strange. What the the curry or the nuggets? I hope the nuggets aren't authentic. The corn nugget curry. I think that's <laughs> there's probably some village in rural India where that's there. 
nothing. <laughs> They've got wild corn corn monsters. There, um, yeah, so I'd probably have to go for the lukewarm bowl. To be honest, I'd accept that. What about you? What's your go-to food in a restaurant? So I've got a very, very strange kind of. You know, I'll eat pretty much everything, mm. but the one food that's like it's like my um, apple in my Garden of Eden is prawns. Okay. I really love prawns, and if I had to pick one specific dish, it would be from when I went to America, Panda Express. They do these amazing honey walnut shrimp. So it's like fried and covered in honey, and it's got walnut. Oh, it's just amazing. Other shrimp restaurants are available. Is, yeah, other shrimp restaurants are available. Um, I ju- I just I'm I'm allergic to prawns. Oh, so I'll eat them, and if they if they're coated, then they can get to my stomach and just give me a stomach ache. But if I eat them when they're not coated, it makes my throat swell up a little bit. Oh, no. It's only like a very mild kind of allergy, but it's so worth it. I just love prawns so just, much. Just have, try the vegan ones, though, because they, they taste true. just I've like had, them. I've had some, um, I, I, can't, I can't remember how you say it. I think it's, you know, like Saitan, the, the kind of yeah. meat. Yeah, I've had that. I've had some of the, like, a, I had a king prawn katsu with them in it. It was it was amazing. Yeah. I had it up in Sheffield. There's a lovely, it's like a, a meatless restaurant all there. Okay. And I'm not normally one for meat substitutes, but that really that really got me to be honest. It was mm. really nice. What led you to go into there? So my sister went to university in Sheffield and we were we were ordering we were just we were looking like, you know, on delivery or something. We we just saw this restaurant and we were like, you know what, that's that looks really nice. So we tried it just for something different and it, it really surprised me. I mean, that the that stuff I think it's like a made with some kind of flour or something. It's like a wheat thing, a saitan, yeah. I don't know. But you know, it had exactly the same texture and flavour as prawns. So, you know, you've got to think, like, if that does it for me, then there's not really much point eating prawns, is there? I mean, even if yeah. I wasn't allergic to them. Yeah, true. Um, but would you have a free bottomless bowl of uh, lukewarm prawns, given the choice? You know what? I, I definitely would, I think. I would, I would, if it, I would, yeah, I'd, I would. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, even though, the, I suppose yeah. you, you like a bit of lukewarm food, you're a self-confessed uh, lukewarmer. If that's a, that's a Walmart, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm really scraping the barrel now. Let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and final topic for today is: Would you rather live with someone who routinely borrows your things without asking, or someone who sleepwalks and rearranges the furniture? Well, let's hear your let's hear your opinion first on this. I think it'd be because it really, really grinds my gears when someone borrows my stuff without asking. And I actually think it'd be really funny to see how a sleepwalker would rearrange a living room, for example. Like what? What? Yeah, I think the only downside to that is, you know, if they're sleepwalking, it's at night. Will the will the sounds of rearranging furniture wake you up? It'll probably wake me up, but it wouldn't make the wake the sleepwalker up. I don't think because it, yeah, let's just yeah. say they're in an incredibly deep sleep that they'll only come out of naturally. Like nothing can nothing can wake up. A bomb could go off outside and they wouldn't wake up. Fair enough. Let's yeah, say that. I mean that would be that would be interesting to see, and I suppose there's only so many like, there's only so, so many ways that you can rearrange furniture as well. Well, so. I mean they probably put a TV on the ceiling or like I don't know. <laughs> that is true, actually. That's impressive. If you can do that, then fair play. You know? Yeah, they go. All these interior design, all these interior designers, be out of a job. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think this this one just jumping in before you give me your final verdict. I think I definitely agree with you on the the grinding your gears thing about borrowing things without asking. I mean, you know, I'm in my third year at university now. That's pretty much common occurrence with mm. some of the people I've lived with. <laughs> if my housemates are listening to this, I'm not talking about you uh, uh, explicitly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm sometimes I'm a bit of a culprit for doing this, though. You know, just 
sneakily, like, you know, if I've lost a spoon to stir my pasta, I'll just pinch someone else's. Oh, yeah. I think the whole thing is if you clean it up before, you know, someone else realises, then it's fine. I yeah, think. it's fair game then, isn't it, really? No, no love lost. But, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with um, the sleepwalking one too, I think. Yeah, defo. That's, uh, that'd be my I mean, my verdict, I would say, as well. Because I just think it'd be funny just to see the combinations they come up with. Definitely. Um, so, have you ever, or would you ever, do an escape room? I've done one escape room once, and it went absolutely terribly not gonna lie why what happened so this was this was probably when i was about i don't know 14 15 and we were in an escape room as part of someone's birthday and so this was an escape room in coventry really really well made escape room the theme was a heist so there was all this stuff that you had to do and like you know as you i don't know why i said that that's what escape rooms are (laughs) um you know we had to flick all these switches and stuff and i managed to break the escape room in three three separate puzzles that made it uncompletable, or you oh. know, however you'd say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I, I managed to find the override switch for the escape room as well, which opened everything up, spoiled the fun as well. So, have you ever done an escape room? Are you still allowed into that one, by the way? Or have they kind of like kicked uh, you out and banned you permanently? I think out of shame, I haven't tried to go back. To be <laughs> um, I feel like you have unfinished, bi- um, unfinished business there, though. If you've not actually yeah. completed it, then why not? Why not go back? And try it again. Maybe that'll solve all my problems in life if I yeah. just go back and finish Everything that. It'll make sense room. after that. It'll be the final piece. Yeah. Um oh, if only it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, true. Um I've never done one, although I would be would be open to doing one. Um it's something I've never ventured into. But I asked that because a Spanish company has created what they claim to be the world's smallest escape room. Um a mortuary themed experience called catalepsy. Participants in pairs find themselves in coffins and have 30 minutes to solve puzzles and escape, communicating with their partner in a neighbouring casket via loudspeakers while being monitored by a game master. Developed by a company by the name of Horrorbox in Barcelona, the game offers an intense uh, an intense and claustrophobic adventure where players communicate with their, their partner in a neighbouring casket via loudspeakers while being monitored by... I've already, I've already said that. I've just, <laughs> I've just repeated myself on the notes. Just... Just re- like re-outlining what's going on here. Yeah. So, um, despite its eerie nature, players can customise their experience choosing different casket types and even opting for a virtual cremation, enhancing the immersive thrill. I would love to see what that's like. Virtual cremation. Do they just kind of like... It was like a hog roast. <laughs> Post-Covid society is absolutely mad. <laughs> Honestly, it's, a, it's incredible. Virtually cremated. Is any of this even real? <laughs> Would you ever do that? Uh, I, I can't think of much worse, to be honest. I mean, I'd give it a go. I'd give much much things a go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would give anything give a go within reason, go. yeah. Yeah, but that does sound a bit horrible. And I mean, you know, there's 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 a lot of things in the world that people do like that. And you can, you just think, like, why? Like, you know, there's a, there's hmm. some kind of, you know, horror house in America where, you know, you sign a waiver and they can break your arms and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> what? That's just, oh, that'd ruin the experience, though. I mean, it'd be an authentic experience, but that's not the point. What is the I point? I think it's but... called it's called like McCamey Manor or something. And I think if you finish it, you get like twenty grand or something. So there's a couple of a couple of theories going around that they, if you get dangerously close to finishing the escape room, they're like, "Well, we'll just break your arm," <laughs> and then you can't really finish it. Then, so I just wonder how the at what point the um, the virtual cremation comes in. Like is that it is, is it is it the end? Is it when you like if you don't manage to escape in time? 
they just cremate you or is it just like an it's extra added bonus is, yeah <laughs> it's just a bonus you give me give me an extra fiver and I'll cremate you yeah. if you want so I was just booking tickets to Barcelona um <laughs> right well so... you can do the cremation virtually anyway so you don't need to be there imagine that zoom call <laughs> just some really bad like flame graphics <laughs> just pasted over you <laughs> you pay for the privilege yeah <laughs> So that's it for the stories now, and it's time for this. So this is Best of Luck, mate, and it wouldn't be Best of Luck, mate, without the lovely Bryony joining us. I'm delighted to say they join us now. Hello, Bry. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It was uh, it wasn't wasn't the same without you last week. I didn't know what to do with myself, Jack. Oh my gosh, I thought something was missing from the podcast. Yeah. Ah. Oh. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't feel complete. You just, just, sit, just sat there around the house, twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. I think, what to do with yourself. I think Jack's dad completed it more than I ever could. No, he just, uh, just, he's been bugging me for a while. No, I'm joking. It was, uh, it was, <laughs> it's, I thought it was good to give you like a break as well. Um, Cause you've, you've been on every episode, bless you. So the rules are as follows. Bri will give myself and Woody a topic each. We'll have 30 seconds to name as many things related to said topic as we can. And we'll get a point for each answer we give. If, for example, I run out of ideas, I say the magic phrase, best of luck, mate, and hand over to Woody, and he'll have the remainder of my time to pick up some points for himself. Do you want to go first, Dan? Okay, yeah. What's the topic, bro? Okay, Dan. Um, category is films. Films, okay. Uh, the Hateful Eight, Shrek, um, Shrek Forever After, um, best of luck, mate. The juxtaposition there. Um, um, yeah. ooh, so I will go for uh, Kingsman. Go for Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz. Got to name the Cornetto ones. Um, Paul. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Uh, Shrek Four. I froze up there. Okay, so at the end of that round, Dan, you've got three, and Jack, you've got six. Roll reversal. Yeah. To be fair, though, I I you I quite I I gave three films from the same trilogy and said Shrek Four, so I can't hijack your answers there. <laughs> Shrek Four, love it. Shrek Forever After, I think it was called actually. So, do, do you want to give me that point or not? It's up to you. As an early Shrek connoisseur. I'm familiar with one and two, but I wasn't aware that Shrek Four and Shrek Forever After were the same thing. So I'm going to give you both points. Okay. Very, very. Just based on my own lack of knowledge. Mm. So <laughs> because you because you phrased it differently, I'll let you both have the point. Very kind. Very generous. I oh, know. Um. Right. So what's my topic, bro? Okay. So on a similar kind of vibe, Jack. Your topic is TV shows. Um. Weakest link. Bullseye, The Chase, um, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, um, Teletubbies, um, SpongeBob SquarePants again, Fairly Odd Parents, Best of Luck, mate. Uh, Chernobyl, Rings of Power, Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm lacking today man (laughs) (laughs) that's right blame your hangover so at the end of that round we've got Dan you got three and Jack you got eight ooh that is abysmal two more rounds then okay cool so I'm going to pivot over to the music now so 
Dan, category is solo musicians. Taylor Swift, Kanye, Drake. That's the look. <laughs> um, Liam Gallagher. No Gallagher. Um, uh, Rihanna, Jay Z, Jason Derulo. Um, what is going okay, on? Okay, so at the end of that round, Dan, once again, you got a three. <laughs> And Jack, you got five. Hey. My mental capacity this this evening is just three three <laughs> answers, and then just crying. <laughs> um, right. So, Brian, what's the what's the last topic? Okay. So, final topic is bands. Bands. Okay. Um, Madness, Oasis, BDI. If I can say that, because it's a band. Um, check, check, check. There is uh, Biffy Clyro, Deftones. Um, best of luck, mate. Blue, Busted, <laughs> McBusted, <laughs> uh, The Beatles, Ooh. Um, The Rolling Stones, Black. I say Black Sabbath as well, but did I get more than three? You did, and I've been extra kind, and I have given you Black Sabbath because oh, you. you were so close to saying yeah. it. You started. Not that it makes a difference. We get the pitch. You started, so you finish and all that. <laughs> so at the end of that round, you both got six. Three. So let's add up the totals. I so I'm confident at the here. end of the quiz, Dan, you got fifteen, oh. <laughs> and Jack got a whopping. Hang on, just doing my mental maths in my head. <laughs> well, you're Don't expecting a drum me. roll there. I mean, you can edit one in if you like. Yeah, I'll do that. 25. Oh! A landslide victory. I think this is, to be honest, the first one of these that I've won. I was going to say, is this the first time you've beat the co-host? Yeah. Hmm, I think it might be, you know. Wow. Because I'm in, in, in a diminished state. I'm taking advantage of me <laughs> while I'm weak. <laughs> oh, well. All right, I want to do something quickly, just before we finish. Dan, can you give us a topic each? And okay. I'll see see who can... This is just a really ad hoc kind of thing. Okay. Spur of the moment. Just and give we me each have seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah, sure. Take your time. Okay. I know, I've kind of sprung this upon you. Okay, I've got one. <laughs> okay, do you want to give it to Bri first? Okay. Oh, dear. So, in this ad hoc segment, I'm going to give you a topic. Role reversal. Your topic today is websites. Ooh. Facebook, t- Twitter, also known as X, um, Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest, um, BBC News, Google, Bing. Um, ah, best of luck, mate. YouTube, Bebo, MySpace. Going for the old ones. Um, Live Leak controversial one um uh... okay so at the end of that round bright you have eight and jack you've got four yes (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to see if i can beat two co-hosts in one in one go no i don't think so no it could happen it could happen it could still happen depending on what your category is yeah i'm gonna be cruel with this one 
I don't know who to though, because um, Jack, you were just telling me about your college certificate in computer science or whatever it was. So yeah, we might have an advantage on this one. So this topic, oh, of course. Jack is coding languages. Oh my god! Right, okay, HTML, um, CSS, uh, Python. Uh, best of luck, mate. Um, <laughs> Rust. Um, I can't think of any more. <laughs> okay, I'll start. Best of luck, mate. Um, uh, Java. Java. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll both have a point for that one. Oh, what? We're changing the rules. <laughs> Just okay, a bit of so fun, that... this, isn't it? But let 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 Bri have the Java one because okay. it's the exact you. same point at the time. Okay, so in that round, Jack, you got three points, and Bright, you got two. So the final scores on the doors for that round are Bright, you have ten, and Jack, you have six. Oh, yes. How does it feel, Jack? How does it That's feel? That's what you get. I got for really, being I got really cocky then. <laughs> I thought I've never beaten a co-host in this before. Let's try and do two in one, and it failed miserably. So there yeah. you are. Um, so, so there we are. There's, that's the that's the moral of the story. There, don't get cocky. So there you have it. Another episode of Woody and Friends draws to a close. A huge thank you to my fantastic co-host this week, Dan, the amazing Bright for all their quizzing efforts today, and of course you, the listeners. There's no episode next week, unfortunately, as we're taking a bit of a break. However, we'll be back fighting fit the week after, uh, and ready for another episode. Until next time, from me, Dan, and Bright. Peace. Bye. Bye.